Welcome to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, with your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Good afternoon and welcome to the Veterans Perspective. Today's show is about resources for aging veterans. Joining us today will be Ann Zerby, the Executive Director of the Michigan Veterans Homes, Pete Jeffries, the National Engagement Director of AARP, and Amy Ellis, Benefits Section Supervisor at the Battle Creek VA Medical Center. We have an exciting show for you today. We are going to be talking more about how we can help our population of veterans who are elderly and who need some additional resources. So as always, you can contact us at 1-800-MICHVET. That's 1-800-642-4838. Or you can visit us at michiganveterans.com anytime during this broadcast. But until then, stick around when we return on The Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. I'm your host, Zanetta Adams, the director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Today, we're talking about resources for aging veterans. Joining me to have that discussion is Aaron Stover, who is the public affairs officer at the MVAA. Welcome back, Aaron. Hi, director. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to be having a conversation with, you know, several guests today talking about resources for our aging veterans. But, you know, I I wanted to kind of give everybody a perspective of where we stand as a state. So we have over 550,000 veterans in the state of Michigan, making us the 11th largest state for veterans in the country. And a big percentage of that are aging veterans. So we have over 200,000 veterans in our state that are 65 years and older. So we need to get resources to them and we need to make sure that we can do it in a way that they're going to receive it. So can you talk about some of the ways we've been trying to reach um, veterans in general, but making sure that we're reaching our elderly population through the MVAA? Yeah, so we have, before the pandemic, we were having listening sessions across the state, and obviously the pandemic happened. And so now we're doing virtual town halls, and it's providing information and resources for veterans. So far, we've talked about education, healthcare. Um, what else have we talked about, Director Adams, in our town halls? You know, I think we talked about just resource connection. I, I remember we were at one of our events and there was a 90 plus year old veteran who was fighting for his disability benefits. And we were at a veteran service organization hall and he wasn't receiving any assistance with his claim. And it was just so disheartening that he was ready to literally give up life because he couldn't get through this process. And I think so many people maybe in the years past have had a bad experience of trying to get to their VA benefits and connections but I th think both you and I can attest that there's been so much change and so much progress with VA. And so the story that we're hearing is just a little bit different that people, there's maybe not so many, as many hoops to jump through. And it seems like people are having an easier time getting connected to their benefits. That is so true. And, and so just looking at some of the needs of aging veterans, you know, I looked at an article on Humana website. So it's ignitewithhumana.com. And the article's titled The Four Potential Needs of Aging Veterans. And it was dated April 30th, uh, 2020, if you want to go take a look at that article. But, you know, I just wanted to talk about some of the ways that we're assisting with some of these four, you know, uh, potential needs of aging veterans. So their number one need on here was help navigating veterans government benefits. So that would be VA healthcare, TRICARE for life, uh, CHAMP VA, uh, all of those types of things. And so, you know, I'm so grateful to be at an agency where we have a 24-7 hotline with resource center techs that can help get veterans connected to veteran service officers whose sole job for no cost is to help them get connected to these benefits. 
Absolutely. And coming up later today, we have Amy from the Battle Creek VA Medical Center, and she's going to talk about how veterans can get um, connected to the VA if they're not already. What do people need to be eligible? So she's going to kind of talk about what it looks like, what it feels like, and what people need to do in order to get connected to this great resource that's available to them. And I will say that we, we're, we're, we're about educating veterans. And so if you didn't serve in combat or you just served in National Guard or you're a woman who served in the military, for, by our standards, you are probably a, a veteran who's, who can get access to many resources in our state, but then also some VA benefits. So don't count yourself out if you think, well, I didn't serve in combat, so I'm not a veteran. So I, I, I want to make that very clear that, you know, you should call to find out if you qualify for any of these resources and benefits that are out there because they're benefits that you earned absolutely earned. Right. And there's absolutely no cost associated with just giving us a call. We, we, we work for you. We, we don't take money for anything. So just give us a call at 1-800-MISHVET and just see if you qualify, see if you're eligible. We we're so happy to help. Well, exactly. And so I, I wanted to talk about the second need, which was support for social isolation or loneliness. So, you know, if you're a family member out there or you're a veteran yourself and you're experiencing that social isolation and loneliness, especially right now during a pandemic, then please reach out to us at the number that Aaron just provided at 1-800-MISHVET because we have buddy-to-buddy volunteers. We have individuals who are looking to, to, to I don't want to say be your, be your mentor, be your, your, your accountability buddy, be somebody who you can talk to that you can share like-minded uh, um, experiences with and just connect. And so we have those resources and many more to bring you out of that loneliness and isolation. And for those folks out there who know a veteran who may be struggling with that, who's an, an aging veteran, you can, you can go on our website and go to check on my vet. That's check, check on MI vet so that you can fill out a form for us to reach out to them to see if they're eligible for any resources and benefits. So there are several different ways to help those veterans out there to, to get out of social isolation and loneliness. And I think that's something that I think everyone can relate to during this pandemic that I think we've all felt at some point a little bit of social, social isolation, some loneliness. So I feel like it's something that everyone has experienced. This is something that we're all working our way through. Exactly. You know, looking at need number three, which is resources for food insecurity. You know, I was at an event where I, I felt like my heart was broken by a veteran. We were helping, you know, with, with food around Thanksgiving. And he was just so grateful to be able to get food to feed him and his wife for the next few days. And so out of that and out of that need as, as one of our top five for food insecurities, we, we are working with our, um, um, our senior veteran community engagement officers to help address that food insecurity in every single region. So if you're struggling with food insecurity, don't go it alone. Give us a call at 1-800-MISHVET. That's that 1-800-642-4838 and we can get you connected. And, and just before we, we head out, I just wanted to say that the number four issue was address deployment and combat related health issues. This is why you need to get connected to the VA. So stick around on this show because we have so much more information to share with you. And you can always reach out to us on our 1-800-MISHVET or michiganveterans.com if you don't get to finish this show, but stick around when we return on the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now back to your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. 
Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. Today, we're talking about aging veterans in the state of Michigan. Our first guest is Ann Zerby, the Executive Director of the Michigan Veterans Home. Just to tell you a little bit about Ann, Ann has earned her Bachelor's of Arts in English and American Culture from the University of Michigan, a Juris Doctor from the University of Florida, and a Master of Public Policy from the University of Michigan. She was appointed to this role in September of 2019. She previously held the role of transition executive for the Michigan Veterans Homes uh, since August 2018. In that role, she has developed current and long-range plans and policies to support the strategic objectives of the Michigan Veterans Homes Board of Directors, developed and implemented a transition plan related to governance, oversight, and future operations of all new state veterans homes, and directed the day-to-day duties of the Michigan Veterans Homes staff. Prior to working with the Michigan Veterans Homes, Ms. Zerby, was vice president and business affairs for the Michigan Veterans Health System, where she oversaw the business offices of Michigan's two state veteran skilled nursing facilities. Welcome to the show, Ann. Thanks so much for having me. Quite the impressive resume. But first, I wanted to say congratulations on the new home in Chesterfield. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, we're incredibly excited. Um, Our veteran homes are part of a federal state partnership where we try to, we provide reduced or no cost skilled nursing care for veterans and their eligible dependents. So we've been operating homes in Grand Rapids and Marquette for some time, but this is going to be our first home located in Southeast Michigan. Um, just had our ribbon cutting yesterday, accepting applications and plan to start having new members move in in the next month. It's a huge milestone for us. So, you know, I don't know how many people know about the veterans homes or any of the criteria, but like, who are the homes for? Is it just for veterans? Our homes are for individuals who need skilled nursing care. You can think of that as the traditional nursing homes, but we do predominantly serve veterans, although we are able to accept uh, dependent spouses, um, surviving spouses and parents if there is a bed space. That is wonderful. And I, you know, the homes are beautiful, by the way. I mean, you talk about a skilled nursing facility, but can you tell everybody, I, I know you talked about Um, a little bit about the homes, but can you tell them like what that looks like, those people who aren't able to get out to it? Yeah, so these new homes represent a shift in terms of the way we provide skilled nursing services at Michigan Veteran Homes. Traditionally, you can think of skilled nursing homes as they provided care in a more medical hospital type of model. With these new homes, what we're trying to do is create a more home-like environment. What that looks like is private rooms for all of our residents with their own bathrooms. They're also going to live in what we call a household. So that's going to be 16 veterans or eligible dependents who live together. Each of those households has its own kitchen, its own dining room, its own den. It needs to feel a lot more like a home than what you would traditionally think of in some of the the older models of skilled nursing facilities. Well, I can say it doesn't look like a hospital at all. It, it looks like a place that I would want to live, you know, with the, with the beautiful scenery. And I, I guess on Chesterfield, the bald eagles and the, the, the wildlife, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it, I think everything came together at that site where all the stars seem to be aligned. Um, that site is actually located on former base housing for Selfridge Self- Air Force called known as Seville Manor at the time. And um, one of the things I love about it is exactly what you pointed out, which is it's sort of nestled into the community, the residential community around it, but tons of wildlife. Um, we've seen deer, wild turkeys. And again, I think the stars were aligned because there are nesting bald eagles right there on the site. Um, really an amazing place to be able to live. I think it's going to be really nice. That is wonderful. So you 
So you talked about um, the fact that you're going to be opening soon. Um, you just had a ribbon cutting. What, um, what's, are you taking applications right now? Is there a cost? Like what do people have to expect if they want to live at one of these beautiful facilities? Um, as I mentioned earlier, what we try to do is provide either reduced or no cost skilled nursing care for veterans. Um, that's because of our partnership with the VA, we're able to do that. The easiest way to get hooked up is to go ahead and call our admissions coordinator. And um, I can, do you want me to go ahead and provide that information for you now? Okay. Her name's Jennifer Smith. You can reach out to her at 586-210-7130. 586-210-7130. And she actually is taking applications right now. We're looking for residents. We are going to be gradually moving people in over the next couple of months, but um, we're starting to take those applications right now. So I hope you all are listening. If you're looking for a place that has a community of veterans and uh, surviving spouses of veterans, and that's just a, a beautiful facility to call home please give Jennifer Smith a call. Now, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about Grand Rapids and the Grand Rapids Veterans Home and that new facility as well. Can you just give us a highlight and if it's the same criteria there? Yes, yeah, same criteria at Grand Rapids. Um, we actually have been operating our home in Grand Rapids since after the Civil War. It's an older building, very similar to what I talked about earlier. And the decision was made that we would move forward in Grand Rapids with also building something very similar in style to the home that we have in Chesterfield. Home-like, private rooms, moving in a different direction um, from the way we had provided services in the past. So, I mean, will these homes have like 500 people? Like how many people will be in these homes and, you know, in these home uh, locations, I guess? That's a really great question. So each, as I mentioned earlier, each of the households is gonna have 16 people and we'll have eight households. So 128 individuals living at each of our homes. Um, yeah, it's, it's very exciting. It's a bit smaller than what we had previously been doing in Grand Rapids, but I think that's going to be a good thing and really contribute to the home-like environment we're trying to create. Well, that's great. Are, are you taking applications for Grand Rapids Home now, or are you just waiting until the folks that are in the current home transition over? What, what's the process? Um, we are accepting applications on a limited basis right now at Grand Rapids because we do have that facility fully occupied at the current time. It doesn't hurt, though, to reach out. Um, I don't have the admissions coordinators number on hand for with me right now for that site, but um, I will make sure I get it for you. You can include it in your show notes. Well, I appreciate that. And, and so I would be remiss if we didn't talk about um, Jacob Eddy up in the UP and Marquette. Um, so, so you have Grand Rapids being, you know, you're, you're putting a new facility on the Grand Rapids campus. You have the new Chesterfield. What's going on with Jacob Eddy or is there any plans to do anything different there? Well, I think we're looking into options with Jacob Eddy. We've been operating that home up there since the 1980s. I think as we see how it works out with these new facilities, moving to a different model, I think we're definitely also going to be looking long-term at replacing that building as well with a similar type of facility there's a lot of history up there in Marquette. It's a beautiful location. And I think, you know, we just have to look forward, get our, get our feet wet with these new facilities and see what comes next with Marquette. Well, with everything that's going on, are you hiring? Are you taking new folks into any of these facilities? The primary place where we're going to be doing new hiring is going to be in our Chesterfield location. And we are definitely looking for qualified people. Um, the easiest way probably to, to get hooked up um, would be to call our administrator directly, Jennifer Manning. Um, her number is 586-210-7110. 
Um, and she's going to be able to point individuals in the right direction. Some of our um, jobs are going to be through the state. Some of them are with some of our vendors. And so we want to make sure to get people hooked up with the right place. And that's usually the easiest way for us to connect people. Well, that's fabulous. So if you're looking for a job and you want to serve these heroes and their spouses, you should definitely reach out to Jennifer Manning at that 586-210-7110. And um, before we wrap up, I just wanted to say, um, I wanted to provide you all some information about the um, contact. So if you wanna contact Grand Rapids Homes, that's gonna be 616-364-5389. If you wanna contact Jacob Betty to find out if there's any um, openings, that's gonna be 906-226-3576, extension 304. And so again, I want to thank you so much, Anne, for coming on the show. And I wish you all the best of luck and looking forward to not these facilities, not only these facilities opening up, but the future of the veterans homes. Yes. Thank you so much for having us today. We're incredibly excited to be opening this home and, and getting our new members in. And before I go, before I let you go, Anne, can you just tell us, do you all have a website where they can look on things or find out any information? Um. We are in the process of updating our website right now, um, and it is not live, but I will make sure to provide you with that information as soon as we have it available. Absolutely. We'll make sure we share that on our Facebook page so you can find out more about the Michigan Veterans Homes website, which should be coming anytime soon then. So stick around as we return on the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now back to your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. I'm your host, Zanetta Adams, the director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Today, we're talking about aging veterans in the state of Michigan. And our next guest is Pete Jeffries, the National Engagement Director of AARP. As the National Engagements Director for AARP, America's largest membership organization with 38 million people, Pete leads a business development startup focused on veterans and military families. While creating innovative programs and partnerships, AARP's Military and Veterans Family Initiative delivers a suite of value-added products and services on caregiving, fighting fraud, and securing employment unmatched in the nonprofit veterans market space. Pete has firsthand knowledge for the challenges facing veteran caregivers as the son of a U.S. Army Korean War combat vet, whom he cared for in the final years of his father's life. Also, as an award-winning broadcaster and public affairs executive, he's been recognized by the Des Moines Register as media savvy and provocative and proactive. I'm sorry. Pete's a two-time graduate from the University of Iowa with an MBA and bachelor's degree in journalism. He also is the former national chair of the University of Iowa's Alumni Association's Board of Directors and serves as the University of Iowa's Journalism Mass Communications School's Professional Advisory Board. Welcome to the show, Pete. Hey, thanks for having me, uh, Director Adams. Quite an impressive resume and, uh, you know, having you on here and, and, and you, I was just saying you have this radio voice in this presence. So it's really such a pleasure, pleasure to have you here talking about veterans resources. Always uh, look forward to the opportunity to talk to folks about uh, what we're doing at ARP, as well as uh, with our collaborative groups to uh, serve those who have served us. And, and that is so so important, right? So we're talking about AARP, and I know people have heard about AARP, but can you tell us a little bit more about it and what it does? Sure. We uh, um, we have 38 million members nationwide, and we both advocate as well as provide uh, information and trusted resources uh, uh, that will help uh, an aging community, particularly those 50 plus, and uh, we focus on health, wealth, and wellness. Okay. 
So um, speaking of that, can we talk a little bit more about some of your initiatives around veterans, their spouses, dependents, caregivers? Can, can we talk about a little bit of that? Sure. Uh, we, we like to say that uh, with our veteran and military family initiative, we break this up into four pillars of strength. First is caregiving. Uh, what, regardless of where you are on life's journey, you're either going to be a caregiver or you're going to have a caregiver sometime in your life. And when it comes to veterans and military families, there are some challenges that are particularly acute. And that's where we always like to lead the discussion talking about veteran and military caregiving. Secondly is uh, in the area of fighting fraud. We actually have a program uh, called Operation Protect Veterans. It's part of AARP's Fraud Watch Network where we raise awareness uh, in real time of what are those scams, frauds, schemes that are targeting veterans and military families. Here's, here's a fun fact, Director. Uh, ARP did research a couple of years ago and we found that veteran and military families are twice as likely as civilians to be targeted by con artists. That's unacceptable. And that's why we stepped up a couple of Veterans Days ago, partnered with the U.S. Postal Inspection Service and created Operation Protect Veterans, which is a national awareness campaign so that uh, we get veterans and military families to report to us what they're seeing. We turn around and share that information writ large, including with law enforcement agencies so we can cr crack down, track down uh, those culprits. The third uh, pillar that we talk about is, uh, is securing employment, finding work and jobs. Uh, ARP has its own job board. Uh, it's free. You don't have to be an ARP member. It's free for veterans to, uh, and others to go on and search for jobs. But what's kind of neat about it is one feature we have there is um, um, it's a, a, a veterans wanted button, which uh, as a veteran or military family goes through to uh, share their information of what kind of job they're looking for, the search engine automatically matches that veteran up with an employer who has a preference to hire veterans or military families. So it's really neat in trying to play matchmaker there. And then last but not least, uh, we like to talk about connecting veterans and military families to their well-earned and deserved benefits. While we're not the experts in that area, we do have quite the reach and communications power to collaborate with others in the veteran and military support market space so that uh, we can uh, get the information in real time and share that with folks. Uh, and I'll just close with every day, every day we're putting up new news stories uh, on our specific veteran and military family website. That's aarp.org slash veterans, aarp.org slash veterans. And just today, we have a new news story that focuses on a, uh, a military and veteran lifestyle survey that was just released today with our partners at Blue Star Families. And it really uh, uh, peels the pages back on the impact of the pandemic and how that is affecting and impacting folks in the veteran and military family community. Well, that's that's great, Pete. And, you know, just hearing about your four pillars, um, I know, you know, we talked about caregiving. That was the, the first pillar. You can either, you know, be one or have one. Right. And, you know, I don't I don't you know, I've been trying to stress um, through throughout the show and throughout our, our tenure, my tenure at the MVAA 
that um, caregivers can be spouses too. And a lot of times they feel like they're a spouse, but they don't necessarily identify as a caregiver. And so um, I think it's great that you all have a program for caregivers. And I know that you all just recently partnered with the Elizabeth Doe Foundation and some others on the Sky Blossom documentary. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so get people to uh, get out of a piece of paper and a pen. Circle October 30th on your calendar. Uh, we are going to make available free for folks uh, to get a virtual screening of the documentary, which uh, is uh, has been nominated for several doc, uh, best documentary awards in the movie zone. Uh, which focuses on intergenerational veteran military caregiving. It, and there are some tear-jerking stories in that where you've got 14, 15-year-olds taking care of their parents mm -hmm. or their grandparents who are veterans and going through those many unique and very hard challenges. Uh, it's raw, it's, uh, but it, you get up close and in person with that. So go to www.aarp.org veterans. Uh, there's a story right there about the Sky Blossom documentary. And on that story, we're featuring how folks can register for that free program so that you can watch in the comfort of your own home. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. I think um, it's important for people to, identity is important and identifying as a caregiver is important because you get access to some resources that are available, not only through AARP or the Elizabeth Dole Foundation, but also through the VA. So, you know, I think it's great. I think it's great that you're fighting fraud as well. That's something that we've really been having conversations with the attorney general's office here to really attack that. So partnering with you all. And, and I do want to say, you talked about connecting um, vets to their well-earned benefits and partnering with organizations. And I appreciate that we've had the opportunity to partner in the past to send out mailers to the, to the people that you serve in order for them to get connected to our uh, resources and benefits. So I, I, I just, I applaud everything that you're doing, helping those veterans in that aging community to get employment as well. And I certainly want to make sure that everybody has your website again and your contact information so that they can reach out and find out how they can get access to all of these. So can you give that again? Sure. It's aarp.org slash veterans, aarp.org slash veterans. Well, Pete, I want to take this opportunity to thank you so much for joining us today and sh sharing so much information. I feel like we could have had a longer conversation, but you know where to go. And if you, um, missed that and couldn't get that, just give us a call at 1-800-MISHVET. That's 1-800-642-4838, and we can get you connected to Pete's organization. Thank you so much, Pete. Hey, thanks so much for what you're doing with the nearly 700,000 veterans in the state of Michigan. Thank you. And so um, we'll be back with our final guest when we return on The Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to The Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now back to your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome back to the show. I'm joined by our final guest, Amy Ellis. Now, she's coming all the way from Battle Creek VAMC, which is the VA Medical Center. And just, just for your awareness, with VA Healthcare, you're covered for regular checkups with your primary care provider and appointments with specialists like cardiologists, gynecologists, and mental health providers. You can access veterans healthcare services like home health care and geriatric elder care, and you can get medical equipment, prosthetics, et cetera, and even prescriptions through your VA medical center. Now, just a little bit about Amy. Amy is a benefit section supervisor for the Battle Creek VA Medical Center. She was raised on Andrews Air Force Base during her father's military service. She's been serving veterans at the VA since 2017. Welcome, Amy. Thank you. 
So, you know, we're, we're talking with our aging veteran population here in Michigan today. And um, first off, I'd love to know you're the benefits section supervisor. What, what does that title mean? What, what do you do? I do a little bit of everything, but as in regards to enrollment and eligibility for our veterans, uh, we coordinate finding out what they are eligible for based upon their needs, their income, their DD-214, and their service time. Um, I am also happen to be over uh, urgent care clinics as well as decedent affairs and compensation and pensions. So they all seem to roll into one gambit of care. Well, you know, that's great information. I know that at our resource center where we have our 1-800 hotline, we've been receiving a lot of calls for people that want to sign up for healthcare benefits, especially with um, vaccines going on through the VA right now. Are you seeing an uptick as well? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we have seen a lot of foot traffic as well as phone calls. They're also uh, putting requests through online and also going to their area service reps of their VSOs, any organizations, and finding out how they can enroll. And it comes through the mail. Any way we can get in touch with a veteran, we're trying to do so. Well, that that's great news because we're, we're on the same mission. And part of it is educating those veterans out there on benefits that they um, that they've earned, but that they also can get access to. And so I'd love to know, because there's veterans out there right now who are, who are probably qualified for VA healthcare, but are not using it. What are some of the eligibility requirements? Uh, some of the eligibility requirements um, are based upon combat time, when they served in the military, duration of period, and some of it can be income. There's all different variables, it's probably best for them to sit down with someone in enrollment or talk with an area service officer. Yeah, that's important. There's so many different lanes that a veteran can fall into. I mean, you you may not have served during uh, during uh, wartime or something, but you may have the income eligibility to be able to get access to that. So that that's so important. And you're right, Amy, that they should reach out to find out how they can get connected. Um, so you know, let's just say somebody applies and um, what, what, what happens next? What happens after somebody is, applies? What's that process like? Uh, the process would be after somebody applies and we input it into the system to see where they, they fall into what we call priority groups. And there's different parameters for each priority group, whether they have a service connection that has been found to have happened during their time of service or if it's their income and then at that point we try to establish their care with a VA provider based upon what they would like if they're wanting an appointment at a specific facility or if they're just looking to have um, enrollment so that they can have audiology and dental, it, you know, those different parameters. So it's a conversation that we like to have with them. What kind of care does the VA cover? So, and, and at what cost? Because I'm sure that's a, a, a component that people are thinking about. Well, it, and that all depends to where they fall into. If it's, ba if they are qualified based upon a certain percentage of service connection. There's different co-pays for that. And, you know, co-pays range anywhere from $5 to $50 for a visit, depending on what type of care and where they fall into a priority group. Sometimes they don't have a copay at all. 
And see, that's good to know. And so then if a veteran's calling in, they can they can figure out what resources are available to them. And, and so then some of the other things, I know I talked about some of the things that the VA healthcare covers and I've, I've utilized VA healthcare in the past. So, um, you know, I, I know I've gone to rehab therapy. I've, I've had to go to prosthetics for my wheelchair, my cane, you know, a primary care provider, but you know, I've also gone for vision and dental. Is that something that is, can be provided for all veterans? Is it just certain priority groups? How does that work? It's, it's something that can be provided to all VA eligible veterans, all VA healthcare eligible veterans. It's a matter of if they have a copay or not. Um, and as far as like audiology and vision dental, there's different parameters that they have to reach, whether they're deemed unemployable, if they have a hundred percent service connection, those types of things. Now, does the VA cover uh, assisted living and homeless, like home health care as well? There are some things that they do cover, but again, that's all based upon what priority group they would fall under. Well, that's that's great to know. I, I guess I know you, you probably have worked with veterans um, since you've been at the VA. What is the biggest reason that you think that maybe veterans don't seek out your services? I think a, a, there's a lot of misconceptions out there, and I, I feel, you know, that if they come directly to a reliable source to know what their resources are, then they have those misconceptions disappear, you know, instead of having a conversation with like your neighbor or, or a friend or what have you, have a conversation with the people that are wanting to take care of this for you, you know. It, day to day, it's my obligation to our veterans to do whatever it is that I can to show them what they have available to them. And, you know, not everybody wants to hear what's available to them, whether it's a pride thing or, or they think somebody else is more deserving, but everybody that has served for our country is, is entitled to go through this and see what they have available to them. Yeah, I, I love that you said that because we, we definitely are trying to reach out to that population as well that don't realize that they have this opportunity, this benefit to be able to use the VA healthcare that's designed just for veterans to get access. And, you know, just I, I know people are probably wondering, does the VA um, work with like spouses or dependents too, or is that something separate? Uh, there are some things that spouses and dependents are available, or I'm sorry, eligible for, uh, but that is something, you know, again, <laughs> depending on what benefits are available to the veteran. Well, before we, be, before we get out and talk about where people can find out more information, I'm sure the aging population is wondering, you know, uh, what information can they find out about um, COVID-19 vaccines? Where can they go to find that information? How is that working? We here at Battle Creek VA actually have a walk-in clinic uh, three days a week. We post this online and for the veterans that aren't using the internet or don't like that resource, because I hear that a lot, uh, they can call in to area VAs and find out where they're doing mobile clinics. Today we were in Paw Paw, tomorrow we'll be in Ionia. Thursday will be in Big Rapids, and Saturday we're going to be in Benton Harbor. Well, that's great information, and I know they can find out information on your Facebook page. The VA is calling individuals, and you all are 
are um, taking that information. And as always, you can always find that information out um, by giving us a call too at 1-800-MISHVET. That, that, that's that 1-800-642-4838. Well, Amy, I want to thank you so much for coming on our show today to talk a little bit about healthcare benefits for veterans. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. And, and I want to um, give a shout out again to our all of our guests. Um, we were joined by Ann Zerby today, Pete Jeffries, and of course, Amy Ellis, and our resident special guest, Aaron Stover, the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency Public Affairs Officer. Again, don't forget, um, we'll make sure that all the websites are shared on our Facebook page once we post this notification about this show. If you want to find additional resources like this in your area, or there are topics that you'd like us to cover for a future show, Give us a call at 1-800-MISHVET. That's 1-800-642-4838. Thank you and see you next week.